unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Tonight, doing a little bit of an experiment, I normally, yes, I saw that about Jeff Beck, that is terrible. Bacterial meningitis, just boom, like that. He had just come off doing that record with Johnny Depp, um, playing shows. He was fine. Um, no one like him. That is a guy who could have picked up a $29 Walmart guitar and made it sound amazing. It comes from the hands. It doesn't come from the gear. And, yeah, Rip there, great guitar player. Um, his work with Rod Stewart was fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, Yardbirds. You know, he has a relationship with Jimmy, or did. I don't know how it was in later years. But um, fantastic musician. We're losing too many. And we're at an age now where our heroes aren't going to be around much longer. So enjoy what you can while you can. But anyway, so I'm doing a little bit of an experiment tonight. Um, I typically leave my phone on silent for the episodes. But tonight, I'm not. Because over in TikTok land, I know a lot of people think it's a lot of younger people on there. And, and that's true. They, they, there are. But a lot of interactions I've had with the content I've posted have been older people. So I posted this today. I'd already sent this to Irish. So this went live at 8 p.m. just as we went live. I don't know what the algorithm is. Maybe no, nobody will participate. Maybe nobody will see it or whatnot. But my phone will make a noise. And we'll get to see in real time during the show if people actually respond. But this is actually what I posted uh, on TikTok. Hey, TikTok. I have a question for all of you. Do you really think the younger generation is lazy, lacks work ethic, and does not want to work? Leave your answer and as to why you think it is or isn't true in the comments. So, yeah, so that's live as of right now. Um, you know, it takes a few minutes usually when the videos go live for people to see it. But it'd be kind of neat, given the topic tonight, that if I get responses over there that I can read out here. So we'll see. I don't know. It's just shot in the dark. But anyway, having said that, let's get into some headlines. These are a little old because obviously, you know, I was going to do this a week ago. But um, this is where we are. So. This week's headlines and headaches. More than 17,000 shops shut down in 2022 in worst year for retail in five years. Nearly 50 stores closed every day with 150,000 jobs lost from high street and out of town shopping centers. Now this is UK just to let you know. Um, retailers brace for tougher times and more frugal customers in 2023. You think? Retailing faces hazardous times outlook for 2023. You see a theme here? It's not looking good. With only six words, Patagonia explained the brilliant reason it closed all of its stores and paid its employees to take a week off. Sometimes your employees need a break. Uh, I highly recommend reading that. I don't know what it's like working for Patagonia, but just that one thing that they do right there is, is amazing. That that's it, I think they're obviously the only retailer out there that does that. It's worth checking out. Um, justice for Morph employees. Employees call out Morph after the company abruptly shutters all stores. They just do us to the curb. I don't remember the actual store count, but they shut down. All the stores were closed, and everybody didn't have a job. Just like that. There was no warning, no nothing. Boom. Um, this was actually kind of funny. Told my manager I will not be showing up. Duncan Worker says she was scheduled to work shifts after quitting. Definitely don't show up. You did what you were requested to. Um, six things retail employees are trying to tell you. That's a good one to check out. Uh, 50 things retail employees can do when they're not busy. That one's a little infuriating. So basically what it's saying is, um, you know, it's that whole, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean bullshit. And it, yeah, I, I wasn't real fond of that one. Um, this is good, too. Uh, five warnings to shoppers from ex-Family Dollar employees. Past employees say the company has some secret shoppers may not know about. Check that out. That's worth reading. 
Retail workers reveal how stores fake year-end sales and trick consumers with 70% discount. One employee said that stores would sell their goods at much higher prices before announcing a massive quote-unquote discount and selling them back at the original prices. Oh, look, real quick. We've got a notification. Oh, and it was Irish. Anyway, <laughs> two women get arrested for selling guitars back to the same store they stole from just one day prior. That is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And I know Southwest Airlines was in the news recently with all their other problems and whatnot uh, a week or so ago. But we should have known that there would be a problem. Guitar Center and Southwest Airlines surprised passengers with free ukulele lessons while on a flight to Honolulu. Let me tell you something right now. That song, what is it, uh, Hey Soul Sister or whatnot by the band Train. When that came out, everybody wanted to play ukuleles. Um, I hate that. Everybody wanted one. And everybody that was involved in this fiasco here probably should be shot. That That's awful. An entire plane's worth of people who've never played ukulele making a bunch of racket. Terrible. Uh, this next headline is actually horrible. Um, this is real. The links are to all these articles are in the description. Please check this one out. Dollar Tree employee murdered with machete inside store, police say. Can you imagine working for $7.35 an hour, which is what Dollar Tree typically starts their people at, 10 cents over minimum wage, like they're doing them a favor, and you're killed by a machete? Absolutely fucking awful. Um, next one, family dollar is a mess. It hopes lowering prices will help. No, that's not going to help. Stores are a mess because they're owned by Dollar Tree and they don't offer up any payroll. So, no, good luck. Um, after gunman shoots four at New Orleans dollar store, workers demand safety. In many cases, they say they are left alone to run stores for as little $8 an hour. Once again, you know, we did an episode about dollar stores, how they're in high crime areas. And yes, they're making that little bit of wage and putting their life in danger every single day. Dollar General cashier in critical condition after being shot during armed robbery. You know, Dollar General has no problem with allowing it to have only one associate in the building at closing. One. One. No strength in numbers. No help. No nothing. Uh, this was a great one as well. Dollar General. One more time. Chemical spill makes employees sick at local Dollar General in Mano. Yep. And then I visited a big lot store and saw why the chain is struggling. A customer flocked to other discount stores. You know, I've got a pretty long tenure in a lot of different places. I did work at big lots. They have completely fallen off. Uh, a lot of their big wigs left and went to bargain hunt. And we see how that's turned out. But anyway. And then New Year, new bag policy at Walmart. If you haven't checked that out, they're trying to get rid of plastic bags. So that's going to be an interesting mess. <clears throat> All right. What we got here? Uh, hopefully some heroes will. Okay. Awesome. So before we get started, let's acknowledge our sponsor. The Serving Times. Good old Matt Starr. Riding genius. Um, the link to the website is right here on the screen. It's also in the description. He's pumping out some serious content at this moment. Make sure you go check it out. Well worth reading. Also, too, you know, we've gained a lot of subscriptions on Facebook over the past 30 days. That's cool. I don't really know where they're coming from. I think some have come from TikTok, actually. Um, but here we are. It's sitting at 350. So if you have not subscribed, please do so. Make sure you hit the notification bell. You know, all this good stuff, you know, you'll know when the therapy sessions are live and, you know, what we're covering, you know, on Wednesday nights. So a lot of cool stuff going on. But having said that, welcome, Blame Dank. You're working, correct? So you dipping in and out. Anyway, so the topic at hand. Now, the, the big thing with this is is what really spawned this for me to go down this road is is I know people, and we all do. We, we hear people making these statements like, you know, the younger generation doesn't want to work or 
you know, if they're between 20 and 25, they're going to be worthless or whatnot. And, you know, sometimes that may be the case. But you can't judge an entire generation by a handful of people, right? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, and I find it hard to believe that, you know, everybody in that age range doesn't want to work because I've got two young children at home who aren't working age yet, but they're chomping at the bit to go to work. Why? Because they want money to do their own shit. So why is it that, you know, there's this continued persecution, especially of of Gen Z? All right, now, originally this whole thing is going to be about Gen Z, but you really have to cover some of the others to really get the gist of all of it, which is what we're going to do. So hopefully we have a better understanding by the end of this of what's going on instead of just thinking that, oh, if you're younger, you, you want everything handed to you. And I will go out of the way and say right offhand, that it really comes down to how you were raised. You know, if you were if if you were raised and everything was given to you and 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 none of the lessons in life were instilled in you because you had two working parents and they were buying you everything under the sun to overcompensate for not being there, guess what? Perception is reality, right? So your reality is you're going to be given everything. Well, that's the parents' fault. Good evening, Praveen. Uh, I respect Gen Z because they stand up for themselves and are excellent at boundaries. They don't work themselves into the ground, and that should be encouraged. That is correct, and that's where we're going. So having said that, let's pull up some stuff, right? All right. So first, we really need to get out of the way the actual generations, all right, and what and kind of what they are and, and what the age groups are and things like that. So you got your traditionalists, which were pre-1945. They experienced the Great Depression, World War One and Two, and the GI Bill. To them, work is an obligation. Their aspiration was owning a home. Um, as far as their opinion on changing jobs, they stayed in one job. Uh, as far as their career path, it was slow and steady. And then you've got the most wonderful and loud generation, the boomers from 1946 to 1965. They experienced growing up television, the moon landing, Watergate, and the Vietnam War. Their outlook on work is it's expected. And their aspiration was job security. As far as changing jobs, they considered being loyal to employer and connecting to values. And as far as their career paths, they were looking for upward mobility. Then you have Gen X, as uh, Adria had said, the smallest generation. That'd be me. So 1966 to 1977, we experienced MTV, Nintendo, personal computers. Our thought on work was it's a difficult challenge. Our aspirations were work-life balance and independence. As far as changing jobs, if necessary for compensation, We'll get into that later. And as far as career paths, you need to know the options now. Then you have the millennials, 1978 to 1995. They experienced in their lifetime natural disasters, diversity, mobile technology. Their opinion of work typically is it's a means to an end. Their aspirations were freedom and flexibility. Um, Their thoughts on changing jobs is that it was expected. And their career path was sweet switch frequently and fast. And then you got Gen 2020 after 1995. Um, experienced economic downturns and global warming. Their thought on work is consistently evolving. Their aspirations were structure and stability. As far as changing jobs, constantly. And as far as career paths, their career multitaskers. So... And this is another one that's kind of similar. Um, Generations in the modern workplace. Uh, Baby boomers from 46 to 64. The stereotype is they're out of touch and disinterested in learning new things. Their strengths were characterized as being workaholics who relish long weeks and overtime. They are more committed to their roles than any other generation. Considered good team players with 53% of organizations saying they work well with others. And they were regarded as making excellent mentors to their colleagues and juniors. Then you got Gen X. Stereotype, cynical and poor team members. Their strengths were 70% of organizations believe Gen X are the best overall workers. 
um, committed to juggling work with family time in favor of work-life balance. And then Gen X is considered to be the biggest revenue generators overall. Okay. Then you get your millennials. Stereotypes. Cynical. Poor team members and too confident. Their strengths, highly adaptive, unique ability to think abstractly and find new solutions. Team players can interpret, translate, and relate to just about anybody and can quickly adjust to different points of view. Coachable, have strong opinions but tend to be less vocal than millennials, so coaching is an effective way to leverage their unique point of view. You got Gen Y. The stereotype is entitled and lady. Sorry, I, I messed up. This is, the, I think that's the millennials. Um, anyway, their strengths of all generations currently in the workplace considered the most independent workers. They're concerned with ethics and the social responsibility of the organization they work for. Grown-up sourcing information. They need to be left to create their own processes rather than being told exactly what to do. And then you got Gen Z. The stereotype is more cynical and no loyalty. Their strengths, the most tech competent of any generation, able to pick on developments quicker than other employees, natural entrepreneurs with 72% wanting to start their own business. Described as the always-on generation, able to multitask unlike any other generation using up to five screens at once. All right, so got some other stuff here. And like I said, you can't really get into Gen Z without going before. So <clears throat> what to expect from Gen X and millennial employees? Fellow baby boomer business owners often ask us how to get the younger generations to change their work ethic. Sorry, that's not likely. We're all products of our upbringing. We need to remember that statement. That is the most important statement out of everything that we will cover. The parenting norms with which we grew up shaped us, as did the events, people, and issues we encountered. These changed by generation. Generational groups have different norms and behaviors that impact the workplace, positively and negatively. Each generation believes that its work ethic is better and slash or stronger than that of subsequent generations. Each also believes that there is a sufficient and appropriate. So you're getting a Gen X. So you're looking at born between 65 and 78. Individuals of this group are independent, tech-savvy, pragmatic, and competent. Experts attribute much of their independence to the latchkey experience many shared. Single parents or parents who both worked outside the home raised many Xers. Therefore, this generation is more self-managing. I was a latchkey kid. I agree. Um, these early experiences caused Gen Xers to strive for the work-life balance lacking in their workaholic boomer parents. That is another important thing to remember. They also color Gen Xers' feelings toward their employers. They tend to change jobs frequently every three to five years. They're inclined to be free agents and distrust corporate motives. Yep, dead on. <coughs> Millennials, born between 79 and 94. Members of this generation are often entitled, impatient, and outspoken with limited ability to take criticism. They're frequently high-maintenance, but most experts agree they have more potential than previous generations. They grew up with instant gratification, doting parents, an environment where everyone gets a trophy. Millennials are adaptable and flexible, able to deal with an ever-increasing rate of change. They are beyond technologically savvy. They're technologically sophisticated. Finally, Although they've seen corruption in their sports heroes, business leaders, and even their president, they continue to believe that they will change the world for the better. And that is from Entrepreneur Magazine. <clears throat> and looking at the comments, heroes right. Latchkey kids had to FFO. Yep, we had to fucking figure it out. So the next is from OhioStateUniversity.edu. And this is from 2018. Are today's young workers different from their parents? Once again, extremely important. Why are managers so concerned, and why are they willing to pay for expensive millennial-focused seminars like, dude, what's my job, to address this problem? Anecdotal evidence suggests that millennials have different traits, motivations, and goals than baby boomers and Gen Xers did when they entered the workforce. One of the most common complaints is that millennials have a very inflated self-ego. Raised with participation trophies and developmental programs that emphasize self-esteem, they expect to be given praise for just showing up. As Betty Burdan wrote for the New York Times in 2016, millennials have been groomed to believe that, quote, unquote, we are all winners. We begin to expect awards and praise for just showing up, leaving us woefully unprepared for reality. I don't think it's fair, to be honest with you. And we'll get into that. 
And with greater ego comes a sense of self-entitlement. According to a survey by two HR consulting firms, 40% of millennials believe they should be promoted every two years. Several HR consultants also suggest that millennials are self-entitled because they may ask for more money than they are worth, while also being less loyal to the company and showing less work ethic than entry-level employees from previous generations. Some of the bullet points, despite criticisms of millennials as lazy, they valued ambition, hard work, and aspiration more than previous generations. Overall, millennials prioritize values related to discipline just as much as previous generations. Self-control and responsibility are the same across all three gens. Self-esteem was not valued more or less by millennials than any other generation, suggesting that they do not put an emphasis on self-confidence more than any other generation. Young adults have increasingly valued taking care of loved ones, while both Gen Xers and millennials value forming friendships more than baby boomers. Millennials value inner harmony more than Gen Xers and valued spirituality slash salvation more than both baby boomers and Gen Xers. Millennials tend to value having a sense of accomplishment, i.e. making a lasting contribution, less than other generations. Millennials cared more about national security than previous generations. This is likely due to changes in common security policies after 9-11. So their conclusion, many press outlets, consultants, and authors have suggested that millennials are different from previous generations. Leaders have grown concerned about how to appeal to and motivate a workforce that is purported to be egotistical, self-entitled, and undisciplined. Yet trends in the reported values of young adults from the last 40 years suggest young adults do not fit these stereotypes. Millennials value hard work along with family, friendships, and personal fulfillment. To motivate younger employees, leaders may want to focus on building a workplace that respects these values, such as flexible work schedules that allow for more work-life balance. All right. But wait, there's more. This is from Forbes. The future of work depends on supporting Gen Z. Sounds pretty self-explanatory, right? Uh, The future of work rests on the shoulders of Gen Z, soon to be the most populous and diverse generation in history. Gen Z's entrance into the workforce is shifting old social contracts between employers and employees with distinct expectations about workplace environment, culture, and support. Innovative companies are recognizing this impact and developing tactics to address the mental well-being of Gen Z. By 2025, Gen Z will make up 27% of the workforce. And one-third of the Earth's population, Gen Z, defined as born in the late 90s to the early 2010s, are entering the workforce during a time of rising inflation, student debt, housing crisis, and a looming recession, not to mention traumatic events like war, civil unrest, rising gun violence. Gen Z has been dealt a difficult hand in its defining how they engage in work. Amidst geopolitical and economic instability, Gen Z employees face immense challenges to their mental health and well-being. Studies suggest Gen Z workers are disproportionately affected by high levels of stress and anxiety. Nearly half, 46%, say they are stressed or anxious all or most of the time, with women more severely impacted than men. This emerging generation has higher expectations for the workplace than ever before. They prioritize flexible working arrangements, shared values, higher pay, and increased support for mental health. Gen Zers not only know what they want, they are more likely to seek out new opportunities to get it. A Bank of America report found that 25% of Gen Z workers have switched jobs in the last six months and more are on the move every day. And then you have kind of what Gen Z is looking for is workplace expectations from Robert Half Talent Solutions. 77% expect to work harder than previous generations. Um, Five years after college, you know, career attitudes, 30% would take a 10 to 20% pay cut to work for a company with a mission they care about. 74% prefer to communicate face-to-face. You know, there's there's all sorts of things there. And then this is from Insider, our good friends. Um, blame Tag's not here. He loves picking on them. This is from an article called Meet the Typical Gen Z Worker Who is Quitting Their Job for a Better One but Probably Regretting It Later. And these are the bullet points of what they describe Gen Z to be. The typical Gen Zer is entering the workforce on their own terms, demanding change with a new sense of boldness not seen in previous generations. That's because they're disillusioned with the current working environment. Some are even taking to social media to reject the notion of work. 
It's driving many to quit their jobs, but most are just finding a better one as the typical Gen Z worker is leading the way in the unprecedented job hopping the labor market has been seeing. One of the factors driving the quits is being forced to give up working from home. The typical Gen Zer is more inclined to quit over returning to the office full time. But many are experiencing shift shock, finding themselves surprised or regretful about their new job once starting it. Just for the record, they don't explain what they're finding um, about their new job. Uh, the typical Gen Zer cares most about the working environment. Salary takes a back seat for them. Because Gen Z is less motivated by financial success, many are driven by an entrepreneurial side to make a difference in the world. Okay. And then we have something here, uh, employee engagement by generation. So as far as engagement goes, Gen Z and younger millennials, 31% engaged, 54% not engaged, 15% disengaged. Older millennials, only 32% engagement, 51% not engaged, 70% actively disengaged. Gen X, 32% engaged, 49% not engaged, 19% actively disengaged. Baby boomers, 33% engaged, 50% not engaged, 17% actively disengaged. Now look at that. So that's engagement by generation. They really want to start harping on Gen Z, but those graphs don't really show enough of a difference for it to be a problem. But then you got engagement, burnout, and stress by generation. Gen Z and younger millennials, 31% engaged, 34% are burned out, and 68% are dealing with stress. Older millennials, 32% engaged, 34% burned out, 63% stress. Gen X, 32% engaged, 27% burned out, 56% stress. Baby boomers, who really aren't in the workforce that much anymore, so it doesn't really count. 33% um, engaged, 18% burned out, and 40% stress. Now, Gen Z, these are their must-haves. 70% want health insurance. 63% want competitive salary. 61% want a boss I respect. 47% want opportunities for professional development. 33% want maternity, paternity leave, and 32% want flexibility to change roles within the company. And then we've got fact and fiction. And this is from a website called Ripple Match. And this kind of sums it up. So this is Gen Z fact versus fiction. Fiction. Gen Z doesn't see the value in higher education. Fact. A majority of 18 to 24-year-old Gen Zers are enrolled in college. At the same time, some Gen Zers are turning to short-term credential programs instead of more traditional four-year schools to cut down on costs. Then you got fiction. Gen Z doesn't want to leave the comfort of their own homes for work. But the fact is, Gen, Gen Z isn't against office life. They just want flexibility. In fact, most Gen Zers aren't even interested in fully remote work. Instead, they want to choose when they come into the office and when they work from home. Fiction. Gen Z is solely focused on instant gratification. Wrong. The fact, Gen Zers have their eyes on the future as they start their professional lives. Gen Z job seekers are favoring company benefits that will allow them to be financially secure through retirement, such as 401k matching. Fiction, Gen Z job hops more than any other generation. Fact, a majority of Gen Zers intend to remain at one company for at least 2.5 years, very similar to millennials' job tenure. Plus, Gen Xers and Boomers also held plenty of jobs in their 20s. Fiction, Gen Z's main concern is a large paycheck. Fact, competitive compensation is important to Gen Z, but so is career fit. In fact, the top reason why Gen Zers would rescind a job offer is if another better role came along that was in line with their long-term career goals. And then finally, fiction. Gen Z is leading the quote-unquote great resignation because they don't want to work. Fact. Gen Z is quitting jobs that don't align with their professional goals and values. Gen Z is unafraid to abandon companies for those that better support them both in and outside the office. So, our final one here comes from 2190. And this is nine things we can all learn from Gen Z. And I'm just going to go through the bullet points. Like I said, this is in the 
description of the video. It's cool to shop for a cause. Technology can be used to ignite social change. Do what you love. Inclusivity is important. It is important to speak out about mental health. Keep passion alive. It pays to be practical. It is important to be politically and socially conscious. And you define your own success. So, um, I'm seeing some problems. Who's still with us? Let's see you in the chat. Who we got? Quiet. Did we die? Let's take a look. All right. So has everybody been good? Do you have any like lagging or anything? All right, cool. Because it's showing that I've got issues at the moment. So I I don't know. So I've got to get that figured out. And I'm over here looking. Oh, now you see it? Okay. All right. Yeah, this is getting a little annoying. So I got to figure this out. Probably because all three of my children are playing video games right now and they're killing my stream. That's probably what's going on. All right, like I'm looking at YouTube right now, and it is buffering like crazy. Um, yeah, not good. All right, so there's that. It's the standby button, yeah. Yep. How is it on Twitch? <laughs> Russell says... Um, the man done catched on and breaking you up. You, you might be right, Russell. I mean, that, that's that's perfectly perfectly true. So anyway, so current, let let's kind of get through this. Anyway, so the biggest thing you know I take away from all this is is I don't think it, it's specific to a generation. I really don't because each generation has lazy and hard workers, right? I mean, it's it's just the nature of who people are. Now, you know, um, it's a situation where, in my opinion, that, you know, it's more of an upbringing situation. Now, if you look at the breakdown and, and you talk about how, you know, the Gen Xers were looking at their parental upbringing, you know, it, we, we were the latchkey kids. Both our parents were working. They were never home. We had to, as Hero said, FFO, fucking figure it out, right? But when you see that kind of dynamic, right, and you grow up in that life, and typically a lot of time there's a lot of misery there. there there's, a, you know, a lot of stressed out parents, you know, they've worked all day, they come home, they don't really want to hang out with their kids or stuff like that. You know, that carries over. So what happens is the next generation, the one that they're raising at that point in time, starts to look at it like this work thing really isn't all that healthy. You wind up losing out. And what happened is, you know, Gen Xers worked hard, but we started looking at wanting more flexibility and things like that. Very small, but, you know, and the job hopping was there. And, you know, I'm guilty of that, you know, because it was a proven fact that you made more money, you know, if you, you jumped positions. So, that's like a trickle-down thing. It happened with every generation. You know, so you look at Gen Xers, you know, having their kids. And the one thing that pisses me off, I hate this whole participation trophy thing. I don't know who came up with that. I, I really don't. I don't think it's a generational thing. I really think it has something to do with sports, to be honest with you. Parents getting mad because their kids sucked at sports and they deserve a trophy too. Yeah, I don't think it has everything to do, you know, in this broad-scale thing. But... You know, what you're saying is with every generation, 
their demands are more personal than for the company. And that's where the problem comes. That's why these companies put out these hit pieces. That's why these companies have these new catchphrases every week to pin this shit on the workforce when what has happened is through every generation, they've gotten smarter. When you look at Gen Z being so socially adept as far as technology goes, you get information like that, right? You pull out your phone, you look up something, you got it, right? They're using those tools to their advantage for, you know, to better their lives. And what's happening is really what it comes down to is the younger generations are getting smarter about what's going on. They're understanding how capitalism works. They're understanding that their labor's worth something, that, you know, they deserve more. They're cognizant to the fact that for years everybody's like, oh, you're going to work to retirement age, and then you get maybe five to ten years after retirement to enjoy. You're too tired to do anything, and that's it. You spent your entire life giving your time to a company somewhere, right? Um, it, it's, I find it to be resentment, to be honest with you. I think the boomers get pissed off because the younger kids have figured it out. And I think it just makes them angry that they didn't. I really do. Because I think it's a very unfair statement to make that, um, you know, a certain generation or a certain age group is worthless. I think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely terrible. And you're doing an injustice to, you know, a lot of people. And um, totally totally bullshit. So what do you guys got in the chat? I, I see that we're pinging all over the place. God, I don't know what this stream's going to come out like. You'll have to edit the hell out of this. But I mean, you know, I discussed on the therapy sessions about the Veruca Salt thing. You know, you've got kids out there who were raised that everything was given to them. No matter what. I mean, absolutely given to them. And they expect it. That's a parenting fail. That's not that's not society. That's that's not, you know, a generational thing. Why right, everything died. Okay. Well, this is this is irritating. So I gotta figure some stuff out this evening. I'm gonna have to lock everybody down and tell them not they're not able to play games online while I'm streaming. It's only two days a week. They can get over it. Russell says, participation trophies in team sports, I'd say not a trophy but a certification. It's not one kid's fault. Their team sucks. They tried hardest, and every team should have an MVP or a few that put the work in. Not everyone needs it, though. That's true. But you know what? They talk about it was the millennial thing. You know, look, I'm, I'm Gen X, and I played rec ball, and I played, like, youth sports, you know, basketball. Everybody on the team got a trophy back then. Nobody says that about us. Right? But we did. We all got a trophy with our name on it if we played ball. Didn't matter if we were good or, or or awful. So that started a long time ago. That started way before, you know, the millennials and whatnot. And I just don't understand why they got pegged with that when it's something that was happening way before them, honestly. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, sports parents but that's a topic for a different time <laughs> that, that that is that's some chaos in itself so but anyway yeah i mean i just i get really offended and pissed off that you know w- there are certain groups of people out there that just basically say this age group sucks now like i said some of them do okay that that's okay i mean you call a spade a spade right if you got some 20 year old kid who was never taught what work is or whatnot and it just expects things to be given to them, and they're sorry. They're, they're just sorry. I mean, the fact is fact. But you have to be specific. You can't umbrella a whole generation and say that they're all that way because they're not. Because they've all been raised by different parents. They all have different values. And it's totally unfair to, to do that for a whole generation you know like i said my kids they want to work i've got my youngest complains about how the government's holding it the government and the man is holding him down because he can't make money because he's too young i mean he swears up and down he's gonna be the ceo of google 
We didn't instill that in him. Hey, he just decided on his own. You know? Welcome, Joey. Participation trophies. You mean the thing boomers invented and then blame millennials for receiving? Yes. A lot of this goes back to the boomers, too. I really believe in my heart of hearts that the boomers' problem is they're pissed off that their generations after them figured it out, and they didn't. And they don't know how, I mean, that's their entire life. And they can't go back and change it. You know, they're going to get pissed off if some 25-year-old finds them in themselves in a job where they work from home, whatever hours they want to work, making good money. That's going to piss a boomer off. I mean, it, it just is. But let's call it for what it is. You should be proud that the generations as they go have figured it out. Okay, it, it's it, it, be proud that there is that kind of growth. And, and we're taking out all the lazy people because there's lazy boomers, lazy Gen Xers, lazy millennials, lazy Gen Ys. There, there are lazy people. We know that. All right. That's not specific to one generation, period. Period. So. You know, it, it, it to me, if you wrap everything up in a nice little bow with this argument, the argument is, for me, how your kids were raised. The parent, you know, if the boomers were pissed off at the generation they raised, they need to take a good look in the mirror because they're the ones who raised them. They're the ones who gave them the environment. The whole, the whole point is, you know, through progress of society and whatnot, you want things to get better, right? And there's nothing wrong for asking for a better work-life balance. There's not. What's wrong with that? Anybody got a problem with that? Raise your hand. I, I don't. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of sad. So, it, it's um, something that I've seen and I've heard a lot from people. I just, I just think it's awful. And then you got an impressionable group of young people coming up being told they suck, that they don't want to work. Well, you're you're going you're going to cause more damage than good by telling them all they suck. Encourage them. Don't berate them. Let them know they're some they're human. And that's the point that we're all missing. We're all human. We're all in this place at the same time. We all got our different ideas. We all want different things out of life. But for a society and a group of people, you know, on a planet who spends more money on weapons to kill each other, you know, military spending, all their stuff, these are the things we bitch about. We bitch about a 25-year-old not wanting to work. We, we, we got bigger problems than that, guys. You know, and what's your suggestion to make it better? Are you just mad that your grandson is going to wind up only working 25 hours a week, making more money than you did as a boomer in a factory for 70 years because you just thought that you had to be that dedicated? Why are you mad? You should be happy. You should be happy that the code's been broke. So if you're one of those people out there that like to say a specific age group is a terrible employee, you should you, you should be ashamed. You should absolutely be ashamed because chances are you probably weren't raised that way. Chances are the generation of people that are saying that were the same generation of people that were told, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So what gives you the right to, to, to do that? Your parents told you, you know, that's kind of like a golden rule. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, but you're violating that and you want to argue, hey, come on, man, come on. <clears throat> Iris says problem specifically in retail is that the work structure culture and expectations have been set by boomers and haven't changed with the times. The only thing they change is the, they pay less. Yeah, correct. Correct. The, the, the entire problem with the labor movement, the entire problem with everything we see going on is shit that was instilled and put into place by boomers. It's just fact. They don't want to accept that times change and things change and technology changes and all this other stuff. It, you know, back years ago, it was just like, boom, 
this is how it's going to be. It's like, you know, they talk about Henry Ford, you know, creating the eight day, the eight hour a day work week, 40 hour work week or whatnot, right? Things change. You adapt, you move on. But it's the people in power that make money off of the old way that want to complain about people bucking the system. <coughs> Once again, with the whole point of them coming up with quiet quitting and all these different terminologies. This is stupid. Um, Hero says, if you expected the school system to raise your child and you probably are expecting their job to make them have a good work ethic, there's a problem too. Yep. <coughs> Look, we got bigger problems than fussing about a generation. Our school systems suck. Our teachers don't get, don't get shit for pay or support. Good teachers are leaving the profession to go teach online because now schools have become a daycare. You know, parents who don't give a damn about their kids, you know, they pull into the fucking car line, pot smoke coming out the window, they're half blitzed, and they send their kid off to school to basically babysat. We've got so much bigger problems than complaining about 20 to 25-year-olds or 18-year-olds or whatnot. <coughs> Hire says dropping more frames and Sonic drop coins tonight. Yeah, it's bad. So I, I got to figure something out. I, I don't know. I'm going to do some investigation. That's the cool thing about doing uh, the therapy sessions. You know, when I do them, like maybe the next one, I just do strictly YouTube just to see, you know. And if we do strictly YouTube and it works just fine, then okay. But this is a fairly recent occurrence as far as the frame drops and things like that. So I'm not so sure that it doesn't have to do with Restream, and I'm going to tell you why, because for those of you who are not familiar with Restream, would anybody care to guess where they're based out of? I'll, I'll give everybody a second here. Anybody? Bueller? 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 They're a Ukrainian company. So we know what's going on over there. Um, and, and it may be time to move on from that because that's probably causing some issues. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Monday night, we're going to do um, the retail therapy sessions straight to YouTube. It's not going to be anywhere else. We're going to test it out and see. So if you want to be part of it, go make you a YouTube account. And, and if you don't have one, make a YouTube account, subscribe to the channel so you can get into the chat or whatnot. And we're going to try that. Like I said, it's, it's really touch and go. I, I don't understand what the technological problems are at the moment, but I think that, uh, that might be it. No, not Texas. They're a Ukrainian company. So it's, uh, yeah, problems. But anyway, so what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. It's a uh, 10 till. So before we go, there was a question of the week that was on this topic. So, so what are your thoughts on the millennial and Gen Z workers in your places of business? Entitled, lazy, ahead of the curve. Let's hear it. Have Daniel here. They're fine in my field. They're coming up with a take no shit attitude, forcing positive changes right now. I've been at my current job for 18 years working under a mostly boomer management force, and they're starting to age out along with their city policies. The shorter part, too, to this is that management can't keep up with the newer generations who will eventually inherit everything, and they can't stand it. The new gen got a new way of doing things. It's not wrong as it's been painted to be. It's just different. I agree with that. Then our good friend blame tag. Um, I had to track down this old tweet for you, but it seems like this is just something older generations say about the younger. In general, what I've seen is that young people wanting fair conditions and treatment is seen as whining or bad work ethic. A co-worker is giving me this old boomer shit saying 60% of kids coming out of high school these days don't learn any critical thinking skills. I've been hearing this shit from people in his generation for God help me at least 20 years now. Just a couple of points. One, is that really the fault of the education? I might be wrong, and I'm sure I'll get corrected either way, but isn't that just something you either can or can't do? Number two, 
the inability to think critically is absolutely not generation specific. You're older, sure, but I've been in customer service longer than you. Ask anyone who's been doing this as long as I have, which generation can't think critically, and they sure as hell won't say Gen Z. My old boss, Boomer, used to actually say this shit all the time about millennials. She even had an area high school she claimed churned out nothing but idiots to the point where we weren't allowed to hire anyone who either attended classes or graduated from that school. Then we had Manager Cranky. Most of the Gen Z ones like to visit and seem to be attached at the hip, but a couple are super hard workers. Millennials are a mixed bag, just like the boomers. I'm a millennial. I feel like I'm a bit ahead of the curve, but I'm biased. And hybrid, you make an appearance. Unfortunately, the Gen Z are lazy where I'm at, not like with not like with a purpose, like a work slowdown, so people will value their work ethic, but more like show up three hours late and talk on their phone their whole shifts, waiting for their parents to die to collect inheritance. That's not even a joke. Two employees from two separate families have said that is their plan. Then we got Philly Essential Employee. We have three millennials, me and the other work too much. The other isn't very motivated. We have one Gen Z that takes no shit, and I'm so here for it. So, yeah, it's random. I mean, it, it's not it's not generational. It's, it's person to person. It comes down to how they were raised, period. Absolutely. So, anyway, having said that, it's really funny. Now I'm looking, and, and the stream's just going fine. I don't know if someone in my home made people stop streaming or playing but it's cool but what we're gonna do like i said monday night it's gonna be an experiment so i'm just putting this out here right now okay monday night retail therapy sessions strictly youtube and we're going to test and see how it goes and from there we'll figure out what we're doing but anyway guys i'm sorry the stream was fucked up like i said this is something i, I really can't control like i said this is a fairly new thing I mean, it, it's a 2023 thing. I didn't have this problem at all until it started back up in January. So we'll see what goes on. But anyway, for you guys who are here, appreciate it. What I'm going to do is I'll have the audio up here in a little bit. Um, everybody have a great night.